0: Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines.
1: I'm Michelle Mandro, and I'm talking with Irma Robinson, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Irma is a business owner, a wife, and a mother. Irma, thank you so much for being with us today. It's my pleasure, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so excited to be sitting down with you here in your uh, one of your many businesses here. <laughs> so, But before we start talking about your businesses, let's talk about you as a person. Sure. Because um, you're pretty fascinating. Well, thank you. You Come from an interesting beginning. Your parents are immigrants from Mexico.
2: That is correct.
1: Tell me about growing up.
2: Sure. Well, and where you grew up. You know, I had a a, a pretty pleasant, nice childhood. We grew up in a small town in the Bay Area, just outside of San Francisco. And you know, my parents did a great job of of raising us five kids. Uh, My dad worked for a a, a meat packing company in in the the, uh, Peninsula, Armour Star, and worked really hard and my mom, you know, worked part-time while we were growing up to support us kids and just always, you know, showed us a strong work ethic. And, you know, that's something that lives in us all and definitely, you know, lives in me and, and what we do and what we put forth and what we're doing here with our cafes and our catering business. You know, I went to the local uh, schools in in the Bay Area and before I went to college, I went to go and live with my sister in South Carolina who was a uh, moving there with her husband after um getting out of the military and um that was an eye opening experience being a california girl
1: in south carolina yes,
2: <laughs> but you know it was the beginning of sort of you know my interest in in trying new things um learning to grow in different areas and and South Carolina is a really you know unique place when you're a seventeen year old you know girl coming from California sure. and it's Would, evolved a lot now you know when I went there it wasn't quite you know Greenville wasn't what it was and the restaurant scene and, and things to do were a little bit different but um, I thought it was a good opportunity for me to get out of my shell and you know meet different people from different area and and that sort of is, is who I am and what I'm all about I like to always develop
1: I mean I think that's a good experience for someone 17 years year old a teenager if you will but you've also done plenty of traveling i mean you are you are a traveler you've lived in australia that is for a while and
2: so i think that initial experience took the fear away from doing things like Mm -hmm. that and um, i had an opportunity to move to australia in 1997 and i had a a a position a contract position with microsoft and worked in the absolute best neighborhood in melbourne uh, on chapel street so, you know, I was a young person earning good money, learning a lot of great skills. And then I continued to, to stay on with another IT company and, and just embraced the lifestyle there in Melbourne. It was just such a, you know, food and wine mecca. It just was eye opening. And uh, it's what made me want to come back to the Bay Area, but, but go somewhere where the food and wine scene was so special, like Napa.
1: I could see why you'd you'd want to do that and be closer to home.
2: Well, and, and I, your family. And I and I, I came home, was closer to my family for sure. Um, I am definitely you know family oriented, and and I you know was very fortunate early on when I moved to Napa that I met my husband Morgan, and you know together we just have the same interest and the same you know appreciation for this beautiful valley and the food and the wine that it has to offer. And
1: when you moved back to California, to <laughs> tell me how you met Morgan.
2: So when I moved back to, to uh, California and I was exploring opportunities to do work in, um, in events, um, you know, I said, there's only three places I wanna live. It's either gonna be Napa Valley, um, the East Bay, like Oakland, I knew the food scene there was, you know, pretty happening, mm-hmm. or San Francisco. So I was exploring different opportunities in all areas. I actually landed a, 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 a catering position in Campbell, but then 9-11 happened. And before that, I had done a one-day temp assignment at Cake Bread Cellars. Right. And it was the last week that Morgan was scheduled to work there. So that's how we met. And then... You know sometime after we had a first date and and uh you know i had my eyes on him and <laughs> he apparently, kept him
1: close right apparently he had his eyes on you <laughs> <laughs> so you you landed uh let's accelerate things as sure. far as you you moved up to napa you've you've you eventually married morgan um you have a family now how would you describe your life here in napa
2: you know Life here in Napa is is just special. I, I know it feels similar from a you know community vibe to, as to how I grew up. It's a small town, but it's near a big city. that's that's how I grew up. And in Napa, it's the same thing. You know we live in this beautiful wine country, this beautiful valley, but the Bay Area is just down the road. So you you can still raise a family here. Having a business here, it allows you an opportunity to get to know the community, develop relationships with people. And every day we go into the cafe and we see someone that's the parents of some of the children that go to school with our kids, or you know someone that we've done an event for with our catering business, um, and it's joyful. I, I enjoy being in there. It's um, it's something that we that we built starting with our catering business ten years ago, and now that we have the cafes, it was the the real difference for us that we really appreciate is at the events. It's wonderful. We have clients, ongoing clients, and we get to talk to people and see. Each other several times a year but with the cafe it's a constant connection and we're meeting so many more people um, i feel really special to go to places around the uh, around the valley and and see someone that tells me how much they love what we're doing i mean that's that's the drive that really launched us into into this it was you know we want to feel like we've built something that people can enjoy and can enjoy with their family can enjoy with their friends and um know that that our heart and soul is is, is represented yeah and appreciated we, we want it to be represented in in what we're offering and 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 show what we're all about so i feel like we've been very fortunate in the fact that everyone has embraced us and supported us not only here at at our carneros location but also in yonville and hopefully our future locations
1: And we're going to talk about your business um, a little bit later on, but let's talk more about you and your family. Um, When you're not working, and I know work and your businesses occupy a lot of your time, and your family does too, but what do you do to unwind?
2: Believe it or not, um, we we actually hardly slow down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't do anything for yourself. Come on
2: there. No, no, I, I mean, <laughs> not business-wise. I mean, when I, my downtime, a lot of time is my opportunity to spend time with friends and socialize. So I'm always filling my free time with, whether it's going to someone's home for dinner, going to a Giants game. You know, I'll, we'll take a break and go see family, you know, down south. We'll book a trip to one of our favorite places. We love going to Mexico and enjoying and, and being inspired by the things that, that go on there and just going to new, you know, locations, new destinations, it sort of refreshes us a little bit. You know, a lot of times it's it's work to to do work and then try to have a little bit of free time because you come back to more work, but right. I find that it it, it really um, inspires us and it's nice to sort of get that break and take the time with our kids to do unique things. We find things that work both ways. We just took our son to a a baseball camp with Nike, but it was in Santa Barbara. So we were with family and got to enjoy the area. So we we keep busy with things that that make us happy. And that for me is relaxing. A pool is never a bad thing. (laughs) A little poolside with some amenities, some service, because being in the industry, you spend a lot of time serving people and, and providing hospitality. So it's nice to be on the other side of that.
1: You mentioned Mexico. You have a Mexican heritage. Where are some of your favorite spots in Mexico to visit?
2: Uh, without a doubt, it's Puerto Vallarta. Okay. Um, one of the first trips Morgan and I ever took was to Puerto Vallarta. And, you know, it's sort of our, it's, it's actually Santa Barbara's sister city, which wow. is where Morgan's from. Okay, And we just like it. It has that sort of old world charm. But, you know, it's got little fun activities, nightlife. And, yeah, it just feels like real Mexico to me. Um, even you know though that there's a lot of anywhere in mexico today you know accommodates americans and makes it it's easy to get around but um yeah it's just some place that we're familiar with and we like we like the cuisine and is there a favorite restaurant there a favorite place to stay Ooh, i don't know if i want to give that up because <laughs> <laughs> then everyone will start going there okay keep it keep it to yourself
1: do you still have family that lives in mexico
2: i do have family that lives in mexico um my mom grew up in mexico city Mm -hmm. so we have family there and we've traveled there um several times recently for a a niece's wedding oh fun and uh that was wonderful we you know found a great airbnb in the historic district of mexico and and we've also got family in um, jalisco where my dad's from but that's on my list i tend to spend time with my mom's family quite a bit so I definitely want to visit there. And I want to visit there with my dad just to spend some time with some of our family members. He has some aunts that are still alive. And, you know, I had the, um, the pleasure of, of on the last trip to Mexico City of spending time with my great aunt, my mom's oh, wow. aunt. And she passed about a year ago. But it was beautiful to have that time with her. Absolutely. And um, we actually have this beautiful piece of ceramic tile artwork commissioned um, that's going to go in our new restaurant and it's amazing and she's in a traditional Mexican dress and you know so the things that we do related to Southside we love to mix a little bit of our every place have a little touch of something that's meaningful to us yeah for sure for sure whether it's my family or Morgan's family from Santa Barbara it all sort of fits and works out and what um, is relatable to our business which is what we call real California it's California it's vibrant but it's also got a touch of Latin and flair to it exactly
1: that's nice because it, it gives meaning mm-hmm. to your business.
2: I think that hopefully comes through and allows people to see like, that it's authentic, that it's mm-hmm. from the heart.
1: Is there something that people would be surprised to learn about you that you can share? Oh gosh.
2: Maybe that I- um, Do you I, have
1: a hidden talent?
2: I think people would be surprised to know that I, well, there's two things. I, the first thing that came to mind was um, that my favorite music is um, R&B. I don't think when you look at me or when you know me, you would think that to be true. But, you know, I'm a huge Jill Scott, uh, you know, Mary J. Blige, old school, like uh, the uh, new edition, right. Luther Vandross. I love that kind of music. It just, I love all music, Soulful. but that one is very, that one is the the one I'll put into my car, you know, a little KBLX is, right. makes me happy. So I think that would surprise people.
1: What would you say to someone who wanted to move to the Napa Valley?
2: I would say to be prepared to work hard to find the right home. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people, I feel, come to Napa with um, very bright eyes and very excited to find their dream job in wine country. And that's a wonderful enthusiasm that everyone should have, but it's a really... You know it's, it's such a beautiful place and the, and the level of restaurants and wineries here brings on a caliber of of, of people that you're competing with mm-hmm. so you have to be persistent you have to be persistent because you might find a, a job but it may not be the right home for you you have to find the people and the and the location that sort of works with your personality i would think so i would say don't give up and work really hard to you know just be yourself and, and find the right location for you.
1: Find your way. Yeah. So that's a good segue to talk about what was your first job ever?
2: Okay. If I'm going to be honest, my first job ever was at a hair salon uh, at the local mall. You cut hair? No, I was a receptionist. <laughs> but I love, I, I had so much trouble with my hair that I worked really hard at it because I right. have really thick unruly hair so it was very important to me so I was sort of into styling and right so it seemed appealing to me to work at a hair salon so that was my very first job
1: man it was a good job that, that was that was
2: actually going to be a career path for me was, I was in high school in high school
1: and then you you know to accelerate the story you went off to work at Microsoft, was it, you said?
2: Yeah, eventually, yes. Yeah. So I, I actually, through school, um, I worked at a bank for a lot of years. And that was a great job. Um, my boss was super flexible with my college schedule. She was actually my sister's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. But she taught me a lot about business and being professional and appearance. And mm-hmm. I loved the flexibility to be able to do my schoolwork and, and work at the bank. Um, and then as I went through college, I thought I would possibly get into interior design and it all makes sense after a while if you think about the things that appeal and interest to me i mean our all of our cafes you know for me it's important how they feel and look yeah, so they're aesthetically beautiful thank you from the flowers to the decor to the retail that we carry a lot of that is sort of a buildup of the things that that matter to me now if we're just talking day-to-day business you know operations is is my thing and making sure i'm i'm very project oriented which was what my job was at microsoft i was a project coordinator and i love making sure that tasks are complete and i love making sure that people that work for me know what they're supposed to do and and how do we get there
1: so from receptionist to
2: banker to well a <laughs> <I'm> teller. <laughs> teller I wasn't quite a banker but <laughs> to tell her. to um... I had a little retail experience and then I actually went to work um, after I graduated uh, college I went to work for a subcontracting uh, company that did um, built out trade shows mm-hmm. so that was sort of my event side in me that I really loved um, it you know, being a part of events. I worked in a PR company in college, just at an internship and did uh, a festival in Sacramento called, uh, similarly to what just happened here, Festival de la Familia. Mm -hmm. And um, I just love the planning and the execution and the creativity behind all of that. So in the subcontracting position um, with a company called GES, it wasn't quite the same thing. It was a little bit more about having people come to Moscone Center, you know, the, the right. two locations in San Francisco, and build out shows, and, but it still was that energy. It's the same thing with restaurants and events, you know, you have to like that energy to be involved in, in that kind of work.
1: So you've taken basically all of that experience and applied it here at, at Southside Cafe and Smoke Catering.
2: Exactly, and you know, I've grown quite a bit in terms of just business, you know, I have my degree is in business administration with marketing, and the easiest way to apply what you're learning is by doing it, and that's true. And so it's when you when you when you start your own business and you are an entrepreneur and what you're doing, you're you're sort of lear- you're gaining your MBA by your doing. experiences, mm-hmm. correct? And and it's inspiring us to learn more for sure. Like I want to do this better. I want to do it smarter. I want to create the best company that I can for the people that work for us, and um, I want to be successful. You know, I want, to, I want this hard work to be for something. So um, that's, that's inspiring me and it inspires my husband to, you know, continue to grow and learn. And, you know, I love listening to podcasts and finding out how other people are doing it because now I can apply it. Right. So I think as a, as a youth, that's really hard for some people. Some people know what they want to do and some people sort of figure it out as they go along. I, I hope that, you know, as my kids are getting older, that I can teach them that you don't have to have the answer coming out of the gate. You can actually just try to gain as much experience as you can in all the things that you're doing and then be able to apply it to the opportunities that present themselves or the opportunities you go after. But that doesn't mean you're stuck. It means it's, it's something that you're going to take with you and you're going to use that as a building block um, to create whatever it is that's ahead of you because you just don't know. Today it might be this, maybe 10 years from now there's a new exciting opportunity out there.
0: Want more on today's interview? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. It's available on our website at winecountrywomen.com.
1: And when you started your business, you started with Smoke First. Is that right? Correct. Yes. And so, which is your catering company, what inspired you to then start the first south Side cafe
2: um again it's, it's similar to what i just said about having an opportunity right. so we we never thought about opening a restaurant first because we thought it was better for a, a young couple with with small children mm-hmm. to have some flexibility and with catering if you want to turn it off or if you want to shut down and you want to go on vacation or you know
1: and you don't have the as much overhead
2: Correct. You know, you don't have, you know, you can, you can take on as much business as you want, or mm-hmm. you can back it down. Uh, depends on what your financial responsibilities right. are. But we were here at our location of Smoke on Old Sonoma Road, and the, uh, the old upholstery shop um, was closing down, and the new owner of the building wanted to do something special with that location, and being the, our business being here, and he sort of had our, his eye on us, you know, as a tenant, and and sort of approached us about, well, what would you do if you had this? And the first thought was, you know, architecture's important to us. So we saw this building and thought, like, God, that would make a really great coffee shop. And so that sort of got the ball rolling. We were just gonna do coffee and pastry and something complimentary to what we, you know, were already doing. But you know, sometimes a little idea just grows and, you know, people started saying to to Morgan specifically, like, Morgan, you're chef you've got to do food, you know, a lot of the people in the neighborhood wanted to see more. And so it was kind of encouragement. And, you know, like, I guess so, you know, so that's how that, you know, launched us evolved. Yeah, that's how and, and how did the name come about? So Southside was something that I thought would represent this part of town. Um, I wanted it to encompass, you know, what we created there, in the end was something that would have really good food, um, you know, drinks that you know not just coffee but beer and wine and um you know beautiful pastry and and so we said you know i don't want i didn't want it to be focused on like such and such you know this cafe or or something that was you know limited to a thing like something food related right i wanted to have retail there and and so i wanted to be about a sense of place and we were just flipping through one of the local nap magazines and i was looking at the different um uh, you know, um, areas here, uh, Appalachians, and I saw they had South side and I thought, I love that. It's just, you know, about this could be anywhere. And if you have more locations, potentially they could be on the South side. So that's, that's how we came up with that.
1: Well, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have a second location in Yantville, which is such a charming location. Um, and you're on um, the cusp of opening a third location.
2: Yes, the third that was going to be our second, um, but this wonderful opportunity, you know, presented itself at the end of last year, um, after you know the fires had happened, and you know we were we're in the process of starting to scale our business for what was going to be the second location, and this was. Just an opportunity, like I said, that presented itself. Um, the um, the Stuart family um, liked what we were doing here at, at our Carneros location. And we went to see the Stuart Sellers winery, and the architecture and the space was just phenomenal. I mean, Yonville was definitely in our consideration for a place we'd love to be. But, you know, Yonville being what it is, you know, it would... It, it would might be a challenge to be there because, you know, the real estate and the rent and all of that, you know might be a little bit more difficult. but um, it was it was just, I don't know, almost too good to be true. It was just a great opportunity and the Stewart family was wonderful. and we, um, you know, we were able to do it quicker than we ever imagined, and it provided our staff you know more opportunities for growth, um, which is part of the drive, part of what has us thinking that if if our business continues to grow, then the, pe- the good people that we've been able to hire can have opportunities within the organization. Because that's one of the biggest challenges that a lot of business owners are having is staffing. And how do you find good people, and then how do you, you keep, keep them? them? Mm-hmm. Right. So um, that was definitely... We didn't have that plan initially when we opened the first Southside, but now that the wheels are turning and now you know the process is in place. So we're going to well, continue. Well, how, how do you keep them?
1: How, how do we <laughs> how do you keep your employees especially with the third location on well, the horizon with,
2: I, I think part of it has to do with what we've created and people mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of it and we're we're trying to continue to make this a, a, a great place to work as our business grows we can start adding new things employee benefits and staff training leadership training um, we try to have fun together you know we try to create a fun environment we often do different team building and social events from, you know, maybe an outing to a local winery where we host everybody, or, you know, we've gone bowling, you know, at the Napa Bowl bowling alley, or we've even, you know, barbecued at the park. Just simple grilling, hamburgers and hot dogs, you know, just, it's about being together, and it's about sharing time together because we're all, you know, moving so fast on a day-to-day basis. If you've been in our cafes and our catering kitchen, you'll see that it's pretty fast paced. So to stop and take time and, and tell people you know how much you appreciate them, that's what we try to do and we try to continue to grow the business to grow opportunities.
1: Is there one person that you feel like has influenced your career or perhaps a mentor?
2: I can't say that there's one person. I feel that there's been um, several people throughout the journey that have, Supported me more than anything else. Um, I feel that my sisters. I'm the youngest of five, um, and my oldest sister has always encouraged me to do new things, to try try new sports when I was growing up, be on the student body. You know, anything that was positive was sort of why don't you do this? Why don't you try this? And um, and then my other one of my other sisters is um, has always supported our. Entrepreneurial spirit and supported us through times that have been challenging and difficult. Um, and I think that's what you need to keep going, you know, un- understanding from the, the people you respect and to know that you can keep going no matter what you're doing. So I guess my sisters would be it.
1: All sisters?
2: I have uh, three sisters and one brother. One brother. Mm-hmm. You're.
1: you're- poor brother. Is your brother married?
2: Um, he is. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> and he had all girls. So. Oh my goodness. So, one other question I would like to ask, uh, what advice would you give a young woman who wants to start a business?
2: I would tell them to be themselves and to not be afraid. Uh, because when you're, you're, when you are your true self, um, the best of you comes forward, and I think you you will attract the right people in your life um, that help you build your dream um, if you're authentic and you just show who you are, and that persistence is, for me, the thing that is is without a doubt what will carry you through whatever you decide to do. Um, Anytime I I speak to another person who's starting a business, another woman, another young lady who's got a dream, and I hear them, you know, maybe frustrated or want to give up, I try to share some of the things that I'm learning or that I've learned or a time that I've been in that situation and wanted to give up. Um, But you'll never never be able to feel the success if you don't go through the challenge. Because it's the most rewarding when it's the most painful, isn't it?
1: I think that's awesome advice. It's great to have a supportive husband and family. Thank you. um, To help cheer you on, too. Let's wrap up now with those five quick questions. Let's start with Who's your favorite music group?
2: I'm going to go back to New Edition.
1: Okay. What's the weirdest (laughs) thing in your purse right now?
2: my passport
1: what's the last piece of candy you ate uh
2: the whoppers i stole at the orthodontist today at my daughter's visit
1: (laughs) who do you call for advice
2: advice advice yes depends on what i need advice from but um i often call my sister my sister alma
1: what's your favorite grape varietal
2: my favorite grape varietal would have to be pinot noir and what what kind of car do you drive (laughs) um right now i've been driving a lot of different cars because by something happened with my car but um i drive a a hyundai santa fe there you go (laughs) it's not with me right now but (laughs) it will be back soon
1: okay well we won't ask what happened to it but um There you have it. Five quick questions with Irma Robinson. (laughs) I wonder what that says about me. It says that you're a pretty cool woman. That's what it says about you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Michelle.
2: It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms, so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.